everybody, welcome to another edition of Les Bros Do a Podcast. Uh, I am here today, uh, Sean, uh, hosting this show. Yep, that is me. Really? <laughs> I know, shocking. Uh, as always, I am joined with my wonderful friend and person who will drive an hour to go get a chicken sandwich with, Christina. <laughs> Sean, did you know that most... Black trans women will not make it out of their 30s. And, I did know that. <laughs> and that a few days ago, on the anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting, a devastating massacre at a gay nightclub that was mostly filled with black and Latinx people, um, Trump passed a law that allows uh, medical providers to deny health care a basic right to trans people. Let me, let me correct something on you on there. Didn't pass a law, removed a provision that had been put in. He made so, yeah. it capable. Well, yeah, it, it was something that was already capable that had yeah. been a provision put in to stop it, and he just re-removed it. Yes. So, and, it's semantics, so my apologies. And that he has been lobbying the Supreme Court to um, pass a law that allows adoption agencies to deny queer couples to adopt. Four years have happened since the Pulse nightclub shooting, and if you look at things, nothing has changed. And in fact, things are getting worse. It is not looking good, Sean. Conversion therapy is still, um, is only illegal in 19 states. People are dying every day. Trans women and trans women of color the most. It is awful, and I hate it here. This world sucks. I'm not a fan of it, Sean. But, you know, a good thing about this world... Boy, that went from from sad to cheery just like that. I was going to go longer, but I got really sad. So I was going to, like, rant longer, but I got really sad. You got your point across. Um, so yeah, you. I did. I, I had more facts and more, like, sad things happening, but I couldn't do it much more. I think about this stuff all the time. Like, I need, I need a break. I'm tired of being sad and angry, but I don't have a choice sometimes. Well, what do you do um, when you're uh, sad okay. and angry, Christina? So... There's media. That's a good thing in this world. It's true. You can shove into your face hole and consume media. So, what media have you been consuming this week? Oh, wow. You're taking my hosting duties away? Yeah! Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This is... This is treason. (laughs) Um, Well, this week, I, uh, I consumed not a ton of media in terms of, like, amounts of different things, but I did a lot of stuff. Uh... I finally, I completed Final Fantasy VII Remake. I platinumed it. I finished it's the. It's been like a month long uh, thing. Endeavor. I mean, I can't. All, a lot of times, I can't play as much when right. My yeah, I, like I get that. you. So like the week's not. Uh, and I'm going to point out that hard mode is hard. Oh wow! I wonder if that's why they call it hard mode. It's much also to think about. exceptionally hard if you haven't realized a fundamental thing about the game. When you're in a certain mode, you have a counterattack. I did not figure this out until the final boss. And when I figured it out, I go, oh, I got this. Uh, there are some bosses in that chapter 17 that are just stupid hard. And I, I, I had to look up strategies and just ideas of people who were there. The unanimous is, uh, if anybody's played, the, there's a boss where you have to, you are Barrett and Aerith. And you're fighting a large robot. Me too. And if you robot. don't kill it in a time frame, it has an unblockable attack that one hit kills both of you. <laughs> so, um, 
That's hard, because those characters are both not known for their strength, necessarily, so you have to just... You would think Barrett would be. Dude's fucking massive. I mean, he is, but, like, he's long-range, so it's not going right. to be, like, yeah, not he's up close not... doing major damage. You're doing right. long-range, and so... Uh, so I... That took a long time, a lot of frustration. I think I, that boss... It's not quite my struggle with the Hell House early on, which, hey, if I had known this Punisher mode secret, maybe Hell House might have been a little better because I could have gotten in. But even then, it, it, it reduces damage. So that would have been... The, the Hell House and that were my two bosses. And I'm just like, I am going to pull my hair out. Uh, how long it's going to take me to, to beat these things. Um, oh, which, uh, I can just imagine Sean, instead of like pulling out his hair up here, he's pulling out his beard. He's yeah. just like, ah! Oh, ah, it's <laughs> um, But I finally did it. Uh, and completed it. And watched the end again, and I maintain that uh, that this is one of the best games that Square has put out, especially one of the best in the Final Fantasy franchise. Um, it is heart wrenching. It takes the series in a whole new way, um, and I am excited to see it when Christina gets to finish it, and then I'm excited to take her down the path of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, she has not yet gotten gotten through the heartbreak that is chapter twelve. So, what what, ha- what happened? Oh, heart, chapter twelve is just punching you in the in the heart over and over and over and over and over again. Um, I don't know that I'm ready for that. If you're not emotional in chapter twelve, you're a robot. I've never been emo- like I've never been like full on like tears during media but tears, okay but, I was like I'll be sad but, but I'm not gonna like cry gonna, the emotions you're are going to expecting me exist. to cry on camera that's not gonna happen the emotions will be there okay because they punch you in the heart over and over and over and over again I'm scared and intrigued um so uh it's still a fantastic game it's a game that I would recommend anyone to play especially if you're a Final Fantasy fan especially if you like Final Fantasy VII, uh, they're taking this franchise in a whole new way, and that's super awesome. Uh, and uh, whenever we get the next one, which I hope is sooner than later, uh, because I, I want to continue this story. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I consumed media-wise this week... Actually, there's two other things. We'll, we'll mention this the smaller thing first. Uh, I've been reading uh, the Hunter Hunter manga the last, last week. I have read the first couple of issues, uh, and the manga... More or less, the show, the 2011 show that uh, the one I watched is, uh, uh, it follows the manga pretty closely. So not a whole lot deviate, but there's little things here and there, and it's good to see the art style. And it, it's a really cool manga. So you know, I've already recommended watch Hunter Hunter uh, read the manga too. I've also been reading uh, the Kingdom Hearts manga that was made off of Kingdom Hearts, uh, and uh, Surprise, y'all. Sean likes Kingdom Hearts. I know. A shocker that... It's not like we have an entire series on our channel of us playing Kingdom yeah, Hearts. Nobody watched. Nobody wa- like it. Nobody watched it, so we ended up not finishing it, yeah. which was sad. But this gets... Just, if, that, if those videos randomly get a ton of views, we'll pick it back up. So, yeah. you know, if you want to see me continue to suck at platforming games, go give us a ton of views. Maybe that's why. Because uh, I'm bad at playing ga- video games. Oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, but... I'm reading the manga, and I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about the manga. Now, the manga, as far as I know, is not considered canon uh, in, in the franchise. Well, it takes it takes some so its own liberties. It tells its own little stories through it and things like that. Uh, and because it's not a video game, uh, you know, it's a lot quicker. Because a lot of Kingdom Hearts is you know, going back and fighting bosses and things like that. Well, none right. of that is in the manga. Um, uh, 
but it, it adds the story to it a little right. bit. It's it's very 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 interesting. I know it's the the original game is only two. It's a pretty good sized books, but they're two books large. Uh, and yeah, it's it's good. It adds a lot of uh, a lot to some of the characters that maybe you don't get as much in the first game. It adds a little bit to them, and it gives you a little bit more on the backstory, like uh, uh, in. Uh, the scene in the game when all the villains are around and talking to each other, you've got this cool interaction between Jafar and Maleficent. Uh, Maleficent is trying to lead all these, and Jafar is wanting power uh, to do his own things and maybe not listen to them anymore. So that that you don't necessarily have that subtlety in the game, and so that's kind of cool added in. So it's it's fun, you know. If you like Kingdom Hearts, I would ha- I would recommend it. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'll probably update as I read more of it as I go on. So the big thing I watched this week. I sat down, after trying to convince Christina to watch uh, an anime last week, I realized, you know what, I love this anime, I want to watch it. And so I sat down and I watched... <laughs> you weren't even re-watching it when you were like, Christina, you ne- I figured you were re-watching it. No. Nope. Okay. I just, I just thought of it and I was like, you should watch it, you'd like this. And then I was like, I need to watch this again. And so I started watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Now there's a lot of debate on the internet between the two Full Metal Alchemist series, one that aired in 2003 and then Brotherhood that aired in 2014. Brotherhood uh, follows the manga closer, whereas the 2003, the manga was not, I think it was only like 20 chapters into it, so it hadn't, you know, it, it had to deviate at a point. Because uh, I think the manga was released in 2002 and they immediately greenlit an anime. So, like, uh, it was not far along, uh, but the uh, woman who... Uh, wrote Full Metal Alchemist, did a lot uh, of help with it. So the 2003 series is still very good. Incredible character depth, uh, where some where Brotherhood is more of a, an action adventure uh, that uh, focuses more on all the characters, whereas uh, the 2003s really focuses on Ed and Al, the two main characters. Uh, and if you haven't watched or read or know nothing about Full Metal Alchemist... Uh, Welcome it, to the club. It goes <laughs> off of the idea of... Uh, Humankind cannot gain anything without first giving something in return. To obtain something of equal value must be lost. That's the rule of equivalent exchange. And that's the rule that alchemy and the world has to apply by in a lot of ways, is that there are these alchemists, people who basically, in the in in the 2003s, it's more of the idea of magic versus science. Uh, in Brotherhood in the manga, it's more of the idea of this is a new form of science that applies by scientific rules and by the rules you can't create and things like that. Whereas in 2003, they have some moments where it's just like, just throw some alchemy at it and we'll make it work, you know? And people characters do some weird thing. You're like, how does that even work? Yeah, it's, me too. It's just basically fill in magic. Whereas in the in Brotherhood and the manga, it's more of a scientific thing. But the idea is that two brothers, their father leaves when they're, I think, eight or they're six and four or something like that and then their mother dies when they're 11 i think 11 and nine i think is their ages their mother passes away and their father was a good alchemist uh a very good alchemist one of the best and their mother then but he just leaves he doesn't come back they don't know where he went and so they they gain some resentment for him and then their mother dies and they have nobody and they decide that what they're going to do is they're going to bring her back because there are there are multiple taboos in alchemy you have you can't turn things into gold you know Lame. you can't uh was you can't turn people into gold and you can't create your own uh your own army basically 
but the big ta- biggest taboo is you can't bring somebody back to life. So no necrophilia. No, that's not the right one. Necromancy. Yeah, no necromancy. Yeah, the other one. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> the other one, Christina. Um, <laughs> that's not what I mean. Prefer that you don't do that either. But <laughs> and so. The boys set out, they get find a teacher who trains them in alchemy, uh, and they become really good alchemists, uh, and they come back, uh, and, they, the, uh, and they, they basically try to resurrect their mom. In the process, they create an abomination, uh, and, I, and remember, the, the rule is something must be lost to obtain something. Right. And there, uh, the 2003 one uh, in the first episode starts off by saying that they believe the cost would be, uh, you know, they're using part of their soul, basically, their blood, their soul, uh, is how would their cost. Uh, the cost uh, is much worse uh, for them. Uh, the cost is uh, Ed loses his leg. His leg is taken from him, uh, and Al loses his body. Uh, Ed then, legless, screaming, bleeding everywhere, to, it's not. It doesn't just disappear. It's like it's cut it's off. It's like it's oh, going. Yeah, it's just ever basically <laughs> makes a basically makes a deal uh, and finds something that's uh, uh, equivalent and basically gives up his arm for his brother's soul and attaches his brother's soul to a suit of armor. Dang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hardcore. There's the name Full Metal Alchemist. He then they go on and become basically the equivalent. In both versions, uh, well, it changes a little bit. In both versions, it's very similar to nineteen early 1920s, 1930s Europe is what it's based off of. Uh, and especially the 2003 version, it is very, very much modeled after Germany in the, in, in, in the 1920s and 30s and the rise of the Nazi party. That's what it's modeled off. In the Brotherhood and the manga, it's more of just Europe as a whole uh, anything less of that. So they're part of this military that there's a lot of twists and turns of corruption and uh i'll report more on talk about 2003 when i've rewatched it because i'm working through it but in, in brotherhood uh if you get through the first 12 episodes because the biggest problem with brotherhood is this simple thing they assumed that you had already watched 2003s or read the manga mm-hmm. and so the first 12 episodes is just a quick here's what you should know ah. and so they gloss over a lot of Things that aren't as, uh, and do quick things So quickly. when I watch it, I should watch 2003 first. I would recommend it. I would okay. always, always when you watch the manga, I would recommend 2003 first. Or if you haven't, if you haven't read the manga, especially if you're just going to watch 2003 first, because a lot of the finer points are handled so much better. Now, once you get through those first 10 or 12 episodes of Brotherhood, then it's to stuff that wasn't in 2003, and it is, uh, it's following the manga, and so it then it goes for. 48 more episodes, uh, and, and it, this long, sprawling adventure. Um, and so, it's so much fun. It's got great music. It's got just tremendous cast of characters. Uh, for anybody right now who is sitting there and going, phew, I don't like J.K. Rowling and Harry, Harry <laughs> Potter anymore, which, frankly, everyone should not like J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter anymore. Here's a woman who was raised on a dairy farm who created a entire diverse cast of an entire universe uh like there there are definitely characters who while not explicitly are trans there are characters that while none is brought out that are pretty hinted at it being gay definitely uh, uh there, there's a general and a sister of one of the the characters you meet early on that 
Uh, everyone's trying to convince her that she needs to get a husband and you know things like that. And she's just hiring in general. And someone just play off that hey, she's good at your job and things like that. But there's definitely subtlety that is no, I don't need a husband. <laughs> you know, good for her. Uh, the, you know that sort of thing. There's there's definitely that uh, element. There's one thing that uh, is really glossed over in the uh, 2003s is because it, the uh, manga hadn't been finished. A lot of the female characters are one-dimensional in the uh, 2003s because they hadn't been, like, they just had, like, some notes and they went with it and things like that. Uh, whereas a lot of the female characters in uh, Brotherhood are just there. Like, there's so many of them. Uh, and she, uh, the author, specifically wanted to create as many as she could while telling the story that she made. And so, and while getting it continually publica- published in a primarily boys' magazine... Uh, and so that's the thing, like, you know, it, it plays very well in a lot of it. And again, it's a fantasy universe that's diverse. Yeah. Even if uh, the English dub of the Brotherhood really plays the Asian stereotypes a little much at times, but they are, I mean, it's a Japanese, it's a Japanese show. I'm pretty sure they're making fun of Chinese people. I'm pretty sure is what their intention, because Japan and China have an interesting relationship. I'm pretty sure is what the, because... The way it is, but yeah, there's definitely some interesting stereotypes that come from the uh, English version on that, but I wouldn't call harmful stereotypes. I'd more just say, oh yeah, you're definitely just trying to play the Asian, Um, which is weird to say from something that is Asian made. Yeah. Uh, But I believe that's probably the subtlety was the, I'd have to read more to understand if it actually was jabs at Chinese or if it's just, she's like, ah, this is how we act. (laughs) Um, But... Highly recommend it. Like, the show is so good. Um, and I said, I would recommend watching 2003s because you get, you really feel for the characters in 2003, whereas in Brotherhood, it doesn't slow down as often. It gets you back to the next plot point, to the next plot point, to the next plot point. Whereas 2003, because it was being it slowed down. But if you watch 2003 first, you'll get a real love of these characters and these feelings. And so when they're in action, a lot of these characters will feel especially them, you may feel for them more because you've seen that. Uh, and it, it takes a deep dive. Now, as I said, in Brotherhood, as I said, the first 12 episodes, none of them are bad. They're just, they're plot, 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 plot going through it. And they've kind of, a couple even chapters of the manga aren't even in it. And they're cut out and done quickly. Whereas, uh, as I said, I think by the time, by the time a major incident happens in 2003, your episode 24 is the, ma- the bi- this big incident that kicks it all off. That's episode six of Brotherhood, and I think it's chapter Dang. 13 or 14 of the manga. Dang. So, like, it's an early on thing that happened, but because they spread it out in 2003, you've got to feel for it a little bit more, which is why some of the some of the characters and some things in 2003s are done better than even the manga does it, because it got another episode or two to let you really feel for this character, understand right. this character. Uh, and and uh, when characters do things that are just gut-wrenching... <laughs> Um, anyone who has watched and knows the Shao Tucker arc, uh, or is listening, that you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about gut wrenching. <laughs> <laughs> but highly recommend it. I hope Christina watches because I would love to have a discussion, whether on a podcast or even just a video where we do a video essay. I don't know. I have a lot of ideas though in uh, my head. Next time I consume new media, I'll try. For some reason, the past couple months, I've just been reconsuming old oh, media that I've. I mean, well, I'm reconsuming old ones as well. Yeah. So, you know, like it's, it's <laughs> like, I understand you, you it. Get it. It's easy um, to just fall back and rewatch the, it, but 
The only thing that I'm watching new is, like always, Harley Quinn animated series once a week uh, with new episodes. And the last episode... How was that new episode, Christina? You know what? I really liked it. I was... I was worried about how the Joker was going to play into this because, you know, as I said last week, the end of the I, last episode was... I need to pause here. Every time Christina talks about Harley Quinn, I think every time it begins, I was really worried about this thing that was going to happen. <laughs> but you know what? They did it well. I really get the feeling that you should just stop doubting the Harley Quinn series you and know, what they're going to do and okay. just be like, they're going to do it right. I should stop doubting, but the barrier gaze trope is a very big thing and for a while in media there was like a rule um that if you were going to show a gay character they were not allowed to be happy and you had to kill them because you didn't uh you had to kill at least one of them or make them unhappy to show to audiences and to kids specifically that this is not what you want to be you do not yes. want to be gay so there's still a part of me even though that rule no longer exists a lot of media still follows it like if you look at any movie with lesbians they're sad they end sad i'm tired of being sad sean so I'm, I'm that's, a, that's romantic movies these days. Since, I don't want to be since yeah, uh, but uh, there are happy rom coms. There's fair. no happy rom coms with lesbians in them. Why don't I have a happy rom com with lesbians? Why is the only we, happy rom com with gay people Love Simon? Why is there only one? Okay, fair. So that's what you're talking about because I would consider part of bride uh, bridesmaids more of a coming new not bridesmaids sorry uh uh. uh Booksmart. Booksmart. Be- yeah, it, that's more of a coming of age. That's more of a coming of age, so yeah. I will get that. It is It is better than, like, anything else. I will give Booksmart that. But it's it's a coming of age thing. I'm wanting something more, um, like, rom-com-y. I want a, ha- I want a lesbian or a just gay rom-com. Like, I've got one option. I have Love, Simon. Love that movie. Don't get me wrong. But I want more than one option. Christina begins the began today with, the world sucks and everything's awful and things are great. I want people to show me happiness, damn it. Listen, real life is sad. Why does my media have to make me sad, too? I know my people. I know my people are out dying. I know that this week alone, two trans women of color got killed. I know this stuff. You don't have to show me it in a movie that I'm watching to escape reality. I don't need to know that in reality, most of the time, you know, um, like, they just, it doesn't work. I don't need to know that because I already know it. I don't need to see it in media. I want to be happy. So I just get worried about the Harley Quinn series because so many media, they don't like to let gay people be happy. TV shows, movies, period. I mean, I'm mad at society, but, like, I like the way my life is going Fair. relatively. Okay. So Art needs to imitate Christina's life. <laughs> yes. Mad at society, but happy at her own life. <laughs> yes. Um, Art needs to... Um, actually, that'd be kind of boring. I don't live an adventurous life. I didn't um, say it had to be about your life. It okay. just needs to imitate your Okay, yeah, let's be happy. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Anywho, going off of my rant about media and gay people in media... Um, a lesbro special yes um, so I was kind of worried about Joker coming in and I was like is this going to become a thing where it's now Joker centric where they're like hmm well we've had you know for the past two seasons it's hardly gone out on their own Joker's been in a couple episodes here and there but you know what I think what we need is just more Joker but it wasn't like that so, um, the end of the last episode ended with Harley Quinn pushing the Joker into the bat of acid to make him be the Joker again. Well, he still had his memories of his six month as a normal human being, as the suburban stepdad. 
Um, and he was mad at Harley first for creating him that. And then he, like, realizes partway through the episode, he has this, like, revelation that he's like, you know what? I was happy as a suburban stepdad. Like, I can still go out and murder people, but why can't I still, like, be dating this girl and like, raise her kids with her? And so, like, which that was just so funny to me. Every serial killer ever. <laughs> yeah. He, they literally said that. He was like, so many other serial killers are dads. Why can't I be? <laughs> so, like, basically... <laughs> Yeah, basically Joker is now able to be a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, Joker's now Ted Bundy. Already, um, already women want, are looking for their Joker now that women who are looking for serial oh killers and looking for Joker ah! can intertwine. Oh, no. Um, but then, like, we have... Um, so, Harley's still out trying to do her own thing, not trying to drag Ivy into this. And then, of course, the parademons that are still running amok in Gotham City are ruining Ivy's wedding as she's trying to get it set up. And so... Um, Kite Man is like, why don't you just talk to Harley? Did you have a falling out with her? And she's like, no, everything's fine. We just need to move on from things. Like, very aggressive to Kite Man. Because she still hasn't told him that she slept with Harley. Not once, but twice. Um, Would you tell the person you're getting married uh, that you slept with Harley Quinn? I mean, I wouldn't cheat first off. But yeah, I would tell because, well, honesty is important and cheating's fucking shitty. <laughs> Like, I get it, she's a lesbian and she doesn't want to admit it, and she's afraid. Like, I get that, but still not a fan of cheating. Anywho, that's wow. another we trick that happens Lesbro's with podcasting and Lesbro's gaming uh, say how, no to cheating. How many what rants a stand can, we've taken <laughs> what today. A stand we, how many rants can Christina go off in one podcast? Because I can go off on a rant about the trope of gay people cheating in media. Because guess what? They're dead, they're sad, but they're also cheaters! In, like, most media, or every single media. Like, you know? it is a thing, and I'm I'm tired of these tropes that make us out to be bad people. We're either evil, or we're dead. I'm tired of it, Sean. I don't want to be... Okay, Harley's already evil, but, like, to, that's a different matter. To play devil's advocate. Oh, now, God. I, I, this, is, this is, you know, Christina hates that, it when that I to beat Sean with a water bottle. So, to play some devil's advocate here. <laughs> this is not to condone cheating on it. Right. But because society has made it such a way beforehand that it is that hidden that you have it... We, a lot of it is people end up in a relationship because they think society's right. Yes. Only to find it. Now, the right thing is to break up but from it. But with society's norms, the amount of times when I, I said I, I worked at a call center where I took prayers and prayed for people, the amount of wives that called that their husbands had left them because they were gay and they were praying for them, they were cheating, they cheated on them with a man or things like that. And the amount of them, it was one every couple of nights. And it was different ones every couple of nights, things like that. So... While I agree that is a trope and things like that, it is very common in society because of the way society set up. So it's not a, oh, this is okay. It's more of a, this is a real thing that happens a lot. Well, and my thing is, is, and I get that. And like, that's why it's like, to an extent, I'm like, okay. And that's why I said, you know, I get it. She's, she doesn't want to admit that she's a lesbian. Um, and she doesn't, and she's scared to let herself really feel for Harley. And so I get that. And like, that's a lot of, a lot of gay people... I don't like to say a lot of gay people do cheat, but there's a way society teaches us that we have to be with people of the opposite sex. And so, especially with the older generation, they were scared and, you know, it was like mm-hmm. a, something they kept on the down low. It happens also with the younger generation, not to say that there aren't cheaters in the younger generation, but more likely they're just gonna, like, keep it to themselves than cheat now, the, I feel. The mm-hmm. older generation, they didn't have any other choice. They couldn't come out about it because then they lose their kids 
or, you know, they go to jail because guess what? Being gay was illegal until 2003. I could have gone to prison in two. Three-year-old like, Christina three, in a prison. Three, I didn't need like at that time. Three-year-old Christina's but, yeah. in jail. Hardened <laughs> criminal. She's sitting there curling. <laughs> yes. Three while eating whatever three-year-olds are eating. Three-year-old three Christina would three, liked. Three-year-old Christina chugging down milk, uh, bench pressing, and yeah. This is not a bench press. Christina. I know, That's but I couldn't think of the word. Bench press would be Leave this me alone. Way. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> But I think from that to, to subset on and why why I'm playing a little devil's advocate on that is what you said right there. The older generation that had to go through yes, a lot of it, those a, are who yeah. are still making it still a lot of the media. Yes. And so once a lot of that older generation dies off or stops making media, <laughs> oh, the damn. younger generation that maybe hasn't experienced that often, that's where you right. maybe see it yes. more. So I understand well, your frustrations and I also, agree with you, but I also am going to rationalize it. Part of my frustration is not just with like gay people, it's like... Um, by people specifically mm-hmm. in media like even if they're it's not that they're hiding it but they're just shown to be like cheaters and unfaithful mm-hmm. which is a very harmful stereotype and that's why like a lot of people in real life are like oh i would never date a bi person because they're gonna leave me for whatever gender i'm not like no it, you, you gotta trust that they're faithful and they like you and i just think it's a harmful trope to constantly be portraying this is why you've got to watch classic degrassi christina <laughs> because the gay person never cheats the lesbian never cheats. And Are the they bi- sad? Do they die? Are they evil? One becomes class president. Okay. And is good. One was the bad girl. F- the lesbian was the bad girl for the first couple episodes, just a background character, and then becomes one of the best characters, and then just randomly leaves because... It's how weird how often the lesbian's a bad girl before she comes out as a lesbian. I'm not sure I get that trope either, but that's a thing, too. Anybody looking at Christina's outfit today... Uh, would be like, wow, Christina's trying to be the bad girl. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so you're saying it's because of my fashion, because I wear flannels and leather jackets? Exactly. That people are like, oh, she's a bad girl. Exactly. If you met me in real life, I don't have a bad bone in my body. Like, I do not like doing bad things. I don't like being mean, and I don't like breaking rules that are uh, morally just. Morally, cr- immoral rules, that's a different thing. But I don't, you know... So I'm going off on so many tangents This today. podcast is already off the rails, and I'm kind of loving it. But anyway, hey, go watch Classic Degrassi. Okay. Start with season two. Season one's kind of, you know, there we go there. Just going to skip season one. I mean, all you need to know in season one is that kids are starting to Degrassi again. There's some older people that were from the original Degrassi show from the early, what is it, late 80s, early 90s. I are, thought you were telling me to watch the original. No, no, no. That's Degrassi Junior High Dress Count. I'm saying Degrassi Next Generation. I've watched Degrassi Next Generation. No, you haven't. Because you haven't. I showed you some of it. No, I've watched Next Generation. We've talked about the classic. I've never watched the classic. Next Generation, yeah. Because okay. I know who becomes the class person. Because, yeah, I do know that. Um, Are you talking about the one on Netflix or the one that aired on Nick? one on Netflix. No, that's not Next Generation. What? That's not Next Generation. It says Next Generation. Maybe it is. Anyway, regardless, that's not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. That's not the one I'm talking about. Alrighty. I'm talking about classic Degrassi that aired on Nick or not. If anybody remembers The Inn, which was during the day Nick Nick Jr. was Noggin, and then at 4 o'clock it would change, or 3 o'clock it would change from Noggin to The Inn, and it was where the teenage shows were on, and it was Teen Nick. What became (laughs) Teen Nick? Okay. Alrighty. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. How that I've we've gone from Harley Quinn to Degrassi I didn't even is finish amazing. My Harley Quinn rant. 
is amazing. Uh, and anyone, <laughs> nobody in their right mind wanted this on a podcast, <laughs> no. but you are getting it. <laughs> this is the we content what the you signed up for. Yeah, and by the people, we mean us. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so Harley Quinn. Back to Harley Quinn. Yes. So Poison Ivy is, um, she's mad. Um, and then Harley and Joker are going off on this, like, tangent to find, or there's this, like, big adventure to go and find, um, the Book of Fairy Tales and bring back the Justice League. The only member of the Justice League that is here is Batman, and he's been crippled for a while. Um, and now he's back up to full strength, and he's like, which one? I love out, like, we just get snippets of Alfred babying Batman and Batman being so mad about it, and I fucking love it. Um... But, so Batman comes back, and he captures Harley, and, um, Joker, because he's, like, obviously there behind the parademons, and he's like, so, um, Harley and Joker, he goes, Joker, you're back, created parademons, and Harley, you have crawled back to him, and Harley goes, oh, for two shit for brains, um, which, you know, classic insult. And so they have to go on an adventure with Batman, too, to go and get this book of fairy tales. And Joker, like, confesses his love. And I love that. Okay, so when Joker was, like, a human, Harley, like, kind of spilled her guts about everything happening with Poison Ivy to Joker. And so... Because who do you want to spill your guts to? Then somebody's going to become a mass murderer. Yeah! Um... Well, so, when Joker's explaining everything to Batman, he mentions Ivy, too. Like, he, like, he goes off and tells Harley's story. And she's like, why? And he's like, it's relevant. And then, like, he's going and explaining himself to his ex, like, who who he just broke up with. And he's like, you know, I made a mistake. I can be a mass murderer and still love you. And he's like, you know, I don't want to be an idiot and let go of love like Harley. And she's like, I can still blow up your brain um and i just love her the dynamic they had in that episode it just cracked me up so then ivy is like well my wedding's getting ruined and i'm not gonna go to harley so i'm gonna go to the source and i'm gonna go to dr psycho dr psycho's already brain controlled the rest of harley's crew ivy didn't know this because they haven't been talking um, so the rest of Harley's crew is already brain controlled. So Psycho sees this as an opportunity because Ivy is Harley's best friend and the person who she cares about most. Um, so he's like, ah, yes, glad you're here. Time to brain control you. And so the episode ends with Ivy knocking on the door of Joker's girlfriend's suburban household and uh, Harley opening it and being like, Ivy, I'm so glad you're here because just a second before, she's decided that she needs to talk things up with Ivy and she can't just let Ivy go and marry Kite Man. And then, yeah, we um, Harley realizes that Ivy is uh, brain controlled and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> that show is something else. I love that show. DC streaming service, if you get it for nothing else, like it is worth it for that alone. How much is the DC streaming service, Christina? I think it's like $8.99. $7.99, even better. Yeah. What a deal. It's less than $10 a month. Like Less than $10? That's like... It's cheaper six, than Netflix. Yeah, that's cheaper than what you go and get Taco Bell. And <laughs> Depending on how much Taco Bell you get. Nobody gets little bits of Taco Bell. You have to get tons. I mean, there was Mason one time. He didn't get little, but that's what he wanted. Well, he was wrong, and he got what he deserved. Yeah. Uh, that makes it sound like we beat him up for not getting enough Taco Bell. We did. He, he sarcastically asked me for five quesadillas, and I didn't realize it was sarcasm, because, you know, 
I mean, Sean and I love Taco Bell. We'll get five quesadillas to Taco Bell. So I got him five quesadillas, and he was like, who gets five quesadillas from Taco Bell? And, and I was like, yeah, everyone was like, us. And I was like, you do now, too. So. Yeah. A lot of tangents today. That's that's what a podcast is good for, just yeah. going off on things. Um, other media I've been watching is I've finished my uh, rewatch of the first three seasons of One Day at a Time. And man, I wish the fourth season was on DVD or a place that I could watch it. Um, Hulu, just, I need something. What if it was on the DC streaming service? I would f***ing love that. Um, just it's for never gonna be. Just for $7.99. <laughs> it's never gonna be, but I would love that. Um, Harley Quinn One Day at a Time crossover. <laughs> They're doing an animated episode. It could work. <laughs> wow, this podcast is off the rails and I'm no You're longer enjoying sure. it. I'm no longer sure if it's in the best way. <laughs> And you're still enjoying it. That's fair. Um, so I finished my rewatch of One Day at a Time. Fantastic show. I recommend you watch it if you haven't. Sean hasn't. He needs to. And I just, I like the way that even though it's a comedy, they handle the serious topics well. There's topics of um, sexism, assault, racism, um, you know, gay, because the main character, she's a lesbian, and then her partner is non-binary. Um, and That's right. So, the, the show where Christina is seen. Yes. Nerdy lesbian with a non-binary nerdy partner. Love it. Um, and, like, it just handles things so well. There are topics where I'm like, man, you just kind of blew through that fast. But I get it. They're trying to keep things light and they want to keep the show moving. So I'm like, okay. I mean, I wouldn't have handled it that fast. But I also hold grudges. So who am I to judge? Um, Doesn't have a bad bone in her body. Okay, I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna go blow up your house because I have a grudge against you. I'm just not gonna talk to you. Anyone that thinks that Christina might have a grudge against them at this moment, uh, protect your house. <laughs> I said I'm not. Protect your house. God damn it. Um, at this point, I think there's only one person that I still have a grudge against. Yeah. My seventh grade bully. That's not who you were expecting. The other person, I've let it go. Um. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway, so you're watching one day at a time. Yes. And not your uh, all the people you have grudges against. <laughs> yeah. Um, so rewatch. Finished my rewatch of that, um, and then I started rewatching a web series that I like called Carmilla about uh, gay vampires. That's about as on brand as I think anything has ever been. <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering I've... what Christina's brand is, there it is. Yes. I've watched it before, but it's it's a good show. Other than my favorite character, uh, the fandom, like... Okay, so the series was released, like, season at a time. Because it's a web series. Mm-hmm. So it was released season at a time. And my, uh, my favorite character in the first season, you know, her arc goes really well. And, like, um... It goes the way that it should because of the narrative they were wanting, and it works really well. But then the fandom hated her because she was interested in the main character. And they didn't like that because the main character was uh, to be involved with the vampire. Um, and at the end of season one, spoilers, this series has been out since 2014. Christina, if you haven't watched it, you're missing what out. What do we do on this um, podcast besides spoil things? Fair. I mean, uh, you tell me I literally time. just gave point by point for Harley Quinn. Yes. Um, that's fair. I might need to now on it be like, hey, if you watch any media, we will probably spoil it. <laughs> the good news outside of your Harley Quinn, 90% of what we're spoiling is decades old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Carmilla's been out since 2014. If you have Decades. Heard it, <laughs> decades. If you're gay and you haven't heard about it before, you may not be on the internet as much as you think. Um, or maybe you weren't on the internet in 2014. I don't know you. 
Um, were you, uh, it's maybe the same way when you were in jail at age three. <laughs> yeah, at age three. Um, I actually didn't hear about Carmilla until 2016. That's 13 years in prison. My goodness, Christina. <laughs> yes, 13 years in prison. Three-year-old Chris. I was actually jacked as a little kid. This makes sense. Um, that was because I had to do exercise punishments, like, at my house. Um, when I got Thir- in trouble, I had to do push-ups and stuff. <laughs> 13 years in prison. My goodness. Yes. Um, so, back to the gay vampire show. I'm pretty sure I might title this one, Christina Goes to Jail. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, valid, love that title. Um, so, uh, at the end of season one, the main character gets with the vampire. And so, you know, the fandom hated this other character to the point where they were sending her hate. Like, the actress hate. I and hate fans were, that do it. It doesn't matter if the character's awful bad there. No... And she's a good character. She's one of my favorite characters. Like, I love her. And I think she does great. Um, like, I think Danny is just a great, morally good character. What? Nothing. <laughs> um, is it the fact that they share the that she shares the name with my partner? No, not at all. Yeah. That, that obviously has nothing to do with your nope. life. <laughs> um, that's coincidental, honestly. But, yes. So, Danny is, like, just such a good character like she she's good for the sake of being good and i like those kind of characters you know captain america wonder woman i like the characters that just want to help people and that want to protect people the fandom hates her they sent the actress so much hate about her they sent the creators hate about her so uh, in the second season she got um kind of sidelined a lot and like other side characters got pushed to the front more and like which, you know, it happens. Like, I don't know. I've got a problem with that. But, like, it's the fact she just... She wasn't treated well after that because the uh, creators were like, oh, well, you know, since we're an online thing, we need to listen to our online fans. And our online fans are telling us that they are going to kill us if we keep putting out this character. So they sidelined her a lot, killed her, made her evil in the third season, and she got, like... She was there for, like, two episodes in the third season. And then there's a movie where she got two seconds of screen time. Um, and that was only because uh, a smaller part of the fandom was like, hey, we actually really like this character and we want to see her and we hate the way that the fandom treated her. And so they were like, yeah, but a lot of the fandom still would will send death threats, so we're just going to give her two seconds of screen time. Um, you're you're really fandom. not selling this show very well. You're selling, hey, <laughs> it's a good show, but the fandom will murder you. <laughs> yeah, the fandom will murder you. What is this, Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a fun show, and other than that one character being mistreated, like, that's my least favorite part about the show. Um, and that's just because of the fandom. Like, the fandom is, as if you like the main ship and you're talking about the main ship, they're not toxic. But when you bring up this character, they are the most toxic thing ever, and it is, I don't like that. But it is actually, it's a really fun show. It's a comedy, it's a web series, there's um, n- uh, non-binary people, um, pod people, mind control, vampires, gay vampires... Fantastic show, worth a watch. Aren't um, all vampires gay vampires? Yes, <laughs> yes. You're not going to be centuries pr- old and straight. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all vampires are at <clears throat> bare minimum bisexual. Yes, um, I firmly believe that all supernatural characters are in some way, shape, or form LGBT plus. Just like you know, I, I, <laughs> well, even that you know, like, you're, you're always vampires the way they are. Biting someone's neck is very oh, so sensual. Fun fact, do you know what the first ever vampire book was, Sean? Uh, you've told me before, but no. So, you remember the name of this web series that I was just talking about? I remember Camilla. Carmella. Carmella. Close. 
Uh, so the first ever gay vampire book, written in 1817, um, no, 1872, 17 years before Dracula, um, 17 years before Dracula was written, is called Carmela. That's what this is based off of. Um, and like, in it, I've read the book. Christina That's good. Hey, everybody who just heard that, that was Christina's noises. <laughs> Christina I might fidgets. be able to edit that out. We'll see. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a fidgety person. Um, so I've read the book, and, you know, it is super gay. Like, not even just like, you know, you're like, oh, different time. No, to, to, to get the blood from the girls that she tricks. So uh, Carmela goes through, and she, like, tricks the people. Like, she has a carriage wreck, uh, so she can stay at this, like, villa with, like, girls that who she's supposed to, like, um, feed off of. And um, so to get the blood from the girls, she bites their boobs. Not their neck, their boobs. Like, it is gay. Um, lesbian vampires, first So ever. in the 1800s, we'd be definitely talking about the bosom. <laughs> yes. Yeah, bosom. Bites the um, bosom. Yes, bites the bosom. Flashback to last week's podcast. Yep. Um, so, yes, the first ever vampire book, fun fact, was gay as fuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, vampires are. Yes. Yeah, again, if you're biting a neck or bosom, <laughs> bosom. Um, <laughs> there's going to be a sensuality to that. Yeah. That if you're doing that, you gotta be somewhat, you know, yeah. Are you, you know, yeah. You're gay. <laughs> vampires are gay. No one can tell me otherwise. Fair. Ah! So, you, uh... That, that's all the media I've been watching. Boy, I tried to find a good transition out of that, but, um... <laughs> you can't come back from gay so, vampires. So, you know, liking gay vampires, you know what else you like? <laughs> what a transition. What else do I like, Sean? The PlayStation 5. Ah! You're right. <laughs> you're right. I do like PlayStation and video games. It's almost like we have a video game channel. Wow. Uh... <laughs> So anybody that watched our stream, uh, as well as any of our React videos on YouTube, uh, we watched the PlayStation 5 reveal show. Uh, and overall, came away really impressed. I mean, there's nothing that was like, outside, for Christina, only the Miles Morales game was like, I am must so have. hyped about that, you don't even know! Side note here, the amount of times that I have struggled with Christina's sound... And that's not going to be a case today. My goodness. Anyway, so PlayStation 5, um, it opened up with the Miles Morales game. And then it came out, somebody reported that uh, this is, this is, it is a direct port of Spider-Man, the Spider-Man game on the PS4 with just added mile uh, and added extreme, added Miles Morales game. Yeah. I prefer a full game. That reporting was false. <gasps> And, yes. <laughs> but Twitter, as Twitter, won't admit it's false half the time because people like, when Insomniac Games are like, hey, it's a standalone game, like, what's your source? <laughs> There's actually that one going around. It's like, someone's like, uh, I saw an article that said it wasn't, so uh, you're wrong. And someone's like, I'm making the game. I'm making. God damn um, it. So <laughs> if I already bet from what, what it sounds like, it is going to be in the same engine and it may not be a tremendously long game compared to the other one, right. but it is a standalone game, which my guess is is probably what they say the PS5, but I think it's probably also going to be on the PS4. So good, then I never have to buy the PS5 at launch because it's yes, the only do. reason. Oh, God, you're probably right. Yeah, as a streamer, I probably should. Um, like, cause like 
I I always I'm hesitant to buy games at launch or uh, not games yes. uh, consoles at launch because you know then you have like the Ring of Death. Um, so as I've said before on that, the Ring of Death, the Red Ring of Death on the Xbox 360 never went away. Yeah, I know, but and like... it was still on all the models and. As somebody who ended up with a Red Ring death, you, no matter what, you send it in and you get a new one back. Like, right. with the things. Like, I, I get some of it. Like, look, the, the, the PS3 launch uh, system was the best system you could get of all of them. Because the, the, launch, the launch original PS3 PlayStation, the first one that came out, was backwards compatible. Mm. None of the other models were. So that first one, you could play PS2 and PS1 games on. Yeah. But none of the other ones you could. Yeah. After after the first few months, so it's not. I said the, the especially in the era we have, any bugs that are going to be in either can be patched by them sending a patch down that you download and you put it on quickly, or something that they immediately and as with like issues that were with like I think it was the Switch had some issues that early on in launch and things like that that you know all they did just sent it. all you did is you just sent it you got a new one immediately and they still have issues with the controller switches still haven't figured out the controller issues uh, and them going wrong you have to send in new and things like that so. I think that worry is not really, especially, yeah. like, like, look. I know, it's just something that I was about. raised on. Like, my dad has always had this rule. He's like, never buy a console at launch. And he would never buy us, uh, like, new consoles. He'd wait, like, a year or two, and then we might get them. Um, I yeah, mean, the so only reason like for that is the price. The, the, the rule for that is because the, the price is one. Well, yeah, that's that true. And so the launch is always Sometimes. Gonna, should, Switch, Switch is still $400, like, yeah. two years later. I got, I'm for, like, two ninety nine. I didn't buy I'm mine. Pretty, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's that. Yeah, <laughs> I looked I at it recently. It's like 400 bucks. Pretty sure that's incorrect. Let's, I looked at it during quarantine. Let's see. Let's see. What are Switch prices? The light is like 200 but the like full version is like 400 Because that would be more expensive than the other systems, and it's the cheapest system. What? Uh, I could get... The, I don't know. I can get. Let's just. Let's just. Christina's wrong about prices. <laughs> I mean, I might be right, and I might just be remembering wrong. So we're gonna take this tangent, like we always do, to find out <laughs> Down correct the answers. Hole, correct answers for everybody. I mean, there's the. Okay, maybe. All right. Well, that's got all the stuff on it. I mean, the lights about two hundred bucks. And I said the lights two hundred bucks. I know you said the lights two hundred bucks. I'm just confirming it, Christina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jumping down my throat. My yeah. goodness. This is, this is what you can for the podcasting. Let's... Yeah. This is a bit of a mess of a podcast, but I can't say that our normal podcasts aren't much better. I mean, if you get the full sets, everything, with all the add-ons, yeah, about 400 bucks. Yeah, but if you're I not, was right. But, if you're, but again, that's if you're getting all the add-ons. Nah. I'm and still going to... I was still right. Ah, fair. Anyway. Still correct. <laughs> anyway, but also the Switch is popular, and Nintendo is always about trying to create rarity, then getting out everybody the system. That's Fair. why so often they don't send the amount of... They, we're only going to send a small amount, so a small amount of people, because then that drives people to want it. Fair enough. <laughs> that was the Wii craze. There was never enough Wiis. Hmm. Never enough Wiis. I, I got my Wii a year after the launch, and I tried to get the launch, and I got... I think it was about a year after the launch is when I got my Wii. Uh, and it's just because I happened to walk into a store and they had a Wii. They had one Wii, and I was like, they got one! And I bought it. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Nintendo does that. So, the Switch, that, that's why I bought it. Whereas the other systems try to mass produce as many as they can. Valid. Um, the, uh... uh so, 
Sorry, gonna segue back to where we started from this. Um, so one thing they revealed at the PS5 conference is what the PS5 looks like. It's and beautiful. Sean's descriptions are my favorite things. Please tell us what you think of the look of the let, PS5. Let, let me pull up the exact quote <laughs> that I made for it because... <laughs> Oh, yeah, your tweet was hilarious. Uh, let's see. Um, I said it is a beautiful ugly. It's unique, sexy, and butt-ass ugly. <laughs> butt-ass ugly. It, it is. You it's have a, a point. It's a unique look, but it's sleek. It looks... Anybody who spent time, uh, especially in the mid-2000s, of all the fake mock-ups of video game systems, that's what it looks like. It looks like a fake mock-up of a system. And... I appreciate that because I, I love so many of the fake mock-ups. <laughs> I, it's not, it's kind of homely. I think it's better looking than the Xbox uh, oh X, the the box. It that looks like creating. a fucking mini fridge. Yeah, the the weird <laughs> the Xbox decision on that. Like I should be able uh, to put my fucking soda in that and then get it out. Albeit, this like. may be a bit of an Xbox hating podcast. I apologize. As <laughs> I have yeah. only the only system I've ever really consistently played was the 360, and I am not an Xbox fan. So. Yeah, I prefer PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. I think Xbox is better for first-person shooter games, and those just aren't really my style. The full look was revealed, and it was beautiful for the PlayStation. I love it. It's ugly, but it's beautiful. It's ugly. The controller, they, they noticed that the that when you go to, the, like, the, the grips and everything on it, it's, it's, it's the PlayStation symbols, like the little the square circle triangle oh, thing yeah. that they did on that. It's everywhere etched onto the controller. The controller's cool. Yeah. I'm. Uh, it's angled differently than past controllers, so I'm like, how is this going to feel in my hands? So, you probably don't remember because you would have been four. In jail, yes. Yes, you would have been <laughs> jail, in jail. Uh, in jail. <laughs> the PlayStation 3, when its announcement was, the controller was vastly different. It was this long boomerang shape. Is what they announced, and the backlash was, why would you change perfection? Why would you do that? And things like that. And so they changed it back into the classic look after a while. Right. But yeah, it was this longer boomerang type shape thing. Uh, and so they went back to the, that for three and the four. And it clearly, I love the PlayStation controller. So like, it fits well in my hand. Yeah, uh, it's comfortable. It's my the 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 PlayStation Four controller is my second favorite controller of any system. GameCube controller still is number one. Fair the controller is still I still find to be one of the best controllers. Everything fits perfectly. It feels good. I love the game controller. Fair enough. Uh, but I love I love PlayStation controllers. And again, the, I, I actually think we're in an age where all controllers of all the major systems are good. Yeah. Uh, they you know, all work. I'm well. not. You know, I'm not gonna. Uh, While well, I love the PlayStation controller, I'm not gonna say the Xbox controller is bad. It's a very good controller. Yeah. I love Switch controllers. Like oh, when yeah. they're using Joy-Con, everything. It feels. There's no. Wow, I really don't want to use this controller to play my game uh, right now, uh, and uh, that's something that there's nothing where I'm like my hand is gonna hurt for like five days after playing. This there's game no for an hour. Sega controller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which look, Sega. Sega controllers. I love a lot of Sega systems. My God, those controllers were just the Genesis controller hurts after a while. I mean, so does the Super Nintendo after a while and things like that. But those little, I think the Genesis is bigger. The Dreamcast controller is just. The weird box thing, I, they said it, it, it kind of was a little bit off of the 64 look and things like that, but yeah. So, we're in a good era of controllers, I feel like. Uh, and I, I think we've gotten to the point that it's hard to make a bad controller. Uh, obviously, there's third-party versions that are just not, you know, they're knockoff versions, that they're cheap, that aren't as good. And I think because the controllers are so good, that's why we have so many expensive controllers out there. The controllers, all of them are not cheap, but... Uh, 
But yeah, well, I love the reveal of the look and the controller and everything on that. Uh, outside of Miles Morales, what was a game that stood out to you from that? Um, Project Athia looked interesting. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn looked pretty interesting. And you're someone who hasn't played Horizon Zero no. Dawn, so the, uh, yeah, uh, which we're going to have to change that because that's a world that is built for you. Um, I like the sound of that. That's a game that's built for you. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the, both those, yeah, Project Athia is definitely, while we didn't get much from it, and I was kind of hoping, uh, we're probably not going to talk about this much because... I, wa I watched the Future Game show last night because it was supposed to be like a replacement for when was E3. It was going to be a lot of it. Man, that was about as disappointing as a game show as I've ever watched. Like, there was nothing that grabbed my eye. And I was thinking, like, well, you know, they announced that Square was going to be a part of it, and it was just because there was a little bit of Project Athia parts of it. But I was like, oh, maybe they'll give a little bit more of that or a different game. But I was like, maybe they'll give a little more extended of, of Athia. And I think the... Uh, that game looks like it could be really fun. Yeah. I think on rewatch, the game that still stands out to me more than any other game is Returnal. Yeah. Like. Wait, which one was? That's the, oh, one, that's the space one. The space one with the that she's living the same day yeah. over and over but again. But it's like but getting twisted and twisted. And, yeah. The horror action shooter space adventure game. It's still an it awful title. Really oh god, it's a terrible title. But it looks really interesting. It looks really interesting. Uh, and that's the game. There's always a franchise that get launched gets launched in the in, in whatever the new ones. There's a lot of attempts at franchises that don't make it out. Anyone that remembers Heavenly Sword, uh, the PlayStation 3 launch. <laughs> uh, it's not a particularly good game. Uh, in fact, it's bad game more than anything else. <laughs> uh, but the... Uh, uh, but this game looks like it could be a franchise starter, potentially. And even if it isn't, if it's a one-off, it looks like it could be a really unique gameplay style. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, and that, that definitely was one that I, I saw, and I was like, oh, that that's something, uh, even if the title is so bad. It's a terrible name. Uh, they, they Couldn't yeah. have thought of anything better. I mean, like, I get the repeat... Doing the repeating things is hard uh, for titles. I mean, look at the, the Tom Cruise, uh, Emily Blunt movie, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Awful which, name. It's an uh, awful name. Well, and a lot of people said that. So what they did when they released it on DVD, they put the name in a very small print, and then they had above it the tagline, Live, Die, Repeat, so nobody knew what the fuck it was. They actually rebranded it. In a lot of places, it actually is now just titled Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. Which is not much of a better name, honestly. It's, a much, it's actually a much catchier name. Like, I, I, don't know, think it's I thought Edge of Tomorrow was intriguing. I actually like that name. Like It's a bad name. It's a really bad I name. I find it intriguing. For that move, like for everything out there. Like, it's not a, like, if, if, in, a, in a vacuum, it's not a bad name. But for a movie about back and forth, and back there, it's just a weird, it, it's yeah. a weird title for that. Maybe anyway. it didn't fit the movie, but I think it's an yeah. interesting name. That's fair. But... Uh, so maybe they'll rebrand Returnal something slightly different, maybe a little bit, maybe add colon something, you know, <laughs> something to make it just slightly less bad, but if the game's good, I'll forgive the bad title. Uh, and the other game that stuck out to me, uh, and I've, I've rewatched this trailer, and this was actually, they showed a little bit more at the future game show of okay. it, so there was Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Yes, that one looked interesting. The art style is really unique, and one thing they said was like, uh, when they talked about it uh, on the Future Game Show, was they said this game uh, is going to look it. It's going to draw you in with its cute look, but it's 
serious themes are what we're planning, what we want to keep you. Oh, with. yeah, it looked really serious. It had these adorable little creatures, but it looked really serious because we see her, like, dreading at one point, and they're talking about how, like, she's, uh, they, I don't know, I don't know the main character's pronouns, I'm so sorry. I can't tell what, uh, what they, they At this point, I think we'll, it's fair <laughs> we'll to say it's probably later. she, but. I think, but, but I don't yeah. know, so I'm just going to say Kina. they. Kina, they, um, works. Um, so Kina, like, yeah. They, I don't remember where I was going with that. You said that it looked serious, you know, things they were Yes! Like, like, it's really cute, but it looks like they're drowning at one point, and it looks like they're gonna be, like, you know, the savior, like, which... You're purifying the lands, more or less, and those little creatures are, like, the dark spirit, like, the the spirits that you're trying to purify into those things. I thought she was... They were, like, controlling the darks. You're collecting them as you go in. Okay. <laughs> so, like, you're basically purifying into a spirit is what it sounds ah. like. So you, you go and you fight, you destroy it, and you collect and you go cool. more, more. So that's what I think what it looks like. Uh, I think that's what they said. Uh, but regardless, that one really stuck out. Obviously, there are some big franchises they announced. You know, Hitman 3, uh, Resident Evil 8, which still... Uh, among my reactions, it's either my reaction right as the Miles Morales trail, where my face just goes... <laughs> just like, just goes from like talking, talking to just flat, like, oh my goodness, what am I watching? Or the, oh, village. Village. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they revealed to Brett. Sean caught onto that faster than I did. Uh, Still not till like the end of that trailer. Oh, we yeah. were like, oh, Resident Evil. Like, we were just watching, we were like, oh, interesting monsters village. Monsters, Seems yeah. cool. It, it definitely looks the, like We're Resident like, oh, look, it's a castle. We started making vampire jokes, I think. And like werewolf jokes, and then there yeah, is a they're like, yeah, the there's, a, there's a werewolf, and then yeah, they were like Resident Evil. Yeah, uh, so it looks like they're gonna follow along a lot with what Seven is, albeit this one they did at the end. They show Chris Redfield, so they have a character from Resident Evil fame, unlike Seven, which was really devoid of that in any of the marketing. Uh, so, which it's very similar style. So I could have picked up. I'm like, oh yeah, this is the same style as Resident Evil Seven, and. So I it, obviously this is what it is. So, uh, but it looks pretty good. Um, obviously, uh, you know they, they said the, the I feel like the biggest thing was while they had big titles and some good stuff, Miles Morales, uh, so Hitman, Resident Evil, Horizon Zero Dawn are all big series. Even Gran Turismo was in there, and that's you know those are big series and big launches. It feels like though the big one there wasn't a big big one there there wasn't a god of war 2 there right. wasn't a uh final fantasy there wasn't uh i'm trying to think of any miles morales was their hook so you're like whatever's coming after this whatever's oh, it, gonna be last is supposed to be like you're thinking it's gonna be huge and then i believe the last one was horizon zero yeah. dawn um which you know maybe it's because i don't have any connection to that franchise that i'm like Meh. yeah but it looks cool, it looks but great. it's not something that I'm like, oh my gosh, blood pumping. Horizon Zero Dawn was a game of the year all around. Like, it was, okay. it's, yeah. yeah. So, it, it's big. It's big. So, that one, obviously, it's big. I guess they did have Ratchet and Clank. So, like, they did have oh, some, yeah. they did have some classic, you know, franchises. But, like, yeah, like, I think there was a little bit of a, I don't want to say letdown, because truly everything was great in it. Right. And it was wonderful. But there was maybe a little bit of, like, I really was hoping for just... And I think they were really keying in on 2021 release dates in there. Yes. And obviously, the next Final Fantasy, whether it's the next one is actually 16 or they're just the next 7 or whatever it is, it's not going to be till 2023 or 2024. So, like, we're years down the line. So maybe there's that element of just a title wasn't enough for this. Right. And there may be another event coming uh, for PlayStation as it gets closer. Uh, but the... Uh, 
it just, you know, there, there was a little bit of a down list of, oh, man, I didn't get that big franchise I was wanting. Right. Uh, I, know, I went in hoping for Spider-Man news. And, and then I got here. Yeah, I got here, and Sean was like, so Insomniac announced that they will not be releasing the news of Spider-Man 2. And they didn't, because this is not continuing with Peter Parker's story. But I was like, I was expecting news about Spider-Man. And then I get here, and Sean's like, no Spider-Man 2 news. And I'm like, damn, that, that, that's what I was wanting. And then immediately, Miles Morales, which is what I wanted from the Spider-Man game to begin with. When I first heard about it, someone told me that it was supposed to be Miles' game. And then it wasn't. He's in the game. You train him a little bit. But it's a Peter Parker game. Mm -hmm. So I was just, I, I was a little disappointed when I first heard that it was going to be a Peter Parker game. But then I played it, and I love the game. It is so much fun. I love swinging around New York. I would be a terrible superhero because they'd be like, crimes going on. And I'm like, I'm enjoying swinging. <laughs> like, I don't, I'd be a terrible superhero because there were times where, like, my crime reader would go off. And I'm like, no, nah, I just want to swing around. I just want um, to swing around. Um, let me look for this backpack real quick. Um, um, I'd be a terrible superhero, but I loved the game. So the fact that we're getting a Miles game too, like I am so excited, Sean. So excited. There were a lot of rumors of stan uh, of uh, of uh, spinoff games that they could potentially do on that. Now the big rumor that for the longest time now was that they were going to do a Venom game in the same same vein. Uh, and so, like, that's if they were going to do that, that's what I was expecting. So, Miles Morales was it was a surprise when they came out. Very I'm nice. glad because you get to train Miles. Like, okay, so they tease you in the game. Um, if you haven't played the game, spoilers, I guess. But um, so they tease you in the game. You've got Mary Jane, you got Miles, um, and you just kind of meet them. They're human, and then you've got a radioactive spider still wandering around. And, like, it goes on to Mary Jane's hand, it goes on to Miles' hand, and, like, it teases you. Because I'm like, who is it going to bite? Are we going to get Spider-Woman with Mary Jane? Are we going to get Miles as Spider-Man? What are we going to get? And then, randomly like, bites a dog and you got spider <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm going to be so mad. Um, so then, like, it's throughout the game. Like, it starts probably, like, midway through the game that you, they tease you with the spider. And then, like, yeah, near the very end... Um, Miles gets bit and then there's a DLC but I was like this is, they kept teasing me the spider kept walking away it would like crawl and then it would walk away and I'm like no bite one of them give me Mary Jane give me Miles like bite one of them and then yeah it got Miles so I was like heck yeah and then there's like a small little bit of training there's not really anything like you really play as training mm -hmm. like there's just like calls with miles where peter's like talking mm -hmm. him through stuff and he's like focus on your homework before focus on a superhero and like yeah and so, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of what the kind of do with the story and what the game they have. So I'm yeah. excited. Uh, yeah, the only major real negative that came that I'd say from this entire event uh, was I think, and I understand them not wanting to drop the date yet because I don't think they're 100 percent sure what holiday season they're whether it's going to be Thanksgiving trying to get out for Black Friday rushes or Christmas season which one is actually going to be the release date. So I think holiday is safe. But I feel like they really dropped the ball by not announcing the price. It's like uh, they did, didn't they? It's like nope. eight hundred bucks. Nope, they have no, the price has never been announced. They, ah. There have been teases, and obviously everyone talks about hey, what the price could be. Yeah, eight hundred is always there. But that was the rumored price for the PlayStation Three. That was the rumored price for the PlayStation Four. That was the rumored price for the Xbox One. That was the rumored price for the Switch. Rumored prices always exist. It'll probably settle in around five, six hundred, probably. Okay. Well, uh, but that's good because I'm expecting eight hundred bucks. So if I yeah. gotta spend less money. That's good. And for if me. it is, it, it, like, um, I mean, I always boy, I love to talk about when people complain about um, 
prices and I go, yeah, you wait yeah, a year. prices were Good awful, move. you know, terrible things like that. Anyone who bought a Sega Saturn in 1995 had to pay $800. Sean tells me about prices of things yeah. like before I was um, aware in of jail. stuff. Yeah, when I was in jail or before I was alive. Um, like we would, we, we, like Sean said at the very beginning of the stream, uh, we went on an hour road trip just for a chicken sandwich. It was amazing. And it was actually a pretty good sandwich. Um, I would have been fine if it was a crappy sandwich because I like going on road trips and I like spending time with my best friend. Ew. But, um, yeah, I'm being sappy. Uh, so we were talking about um, like the prices of DVDs and the prices of like seasons of TV shows and I was just so shocked when Sean told me that like X-Files which is a big show at that time the first season was like you said like $3,000 no no not that no, no not how much did you say it was say? a couple it was about 100 150 I feel like you said nope. more than that nope Okay, still. Yeah, but think, of, think, of, yeah, think of that. You know, your average DVD was 30, 30 to 40 bucks. I feel like you said more than that. Nope, that's exactly what I said. I feel like you're lying to no, me. No, there was not a season for $3,000. <laughs> that it would be false. I mean, I feel like you're lying, because I remember specifically being like, I would never pay that much. Maybe you said 300 because I feel like there was a three there, but like I feel like it was on the more extensive end. Hundred dollars, hundred, two hundred dollars. You said more than a hundred. Depending on what show you're watching, hundred or two hundred. Yeah. I feel like you said more than that. But compared to now that you could get a season for you know some seasons for twenty dollars yeah. flat, you know. That's fair. So like yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, prices have changed on that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like there has to be an event where they announce the price and the release date, and so maybe a few more. Maybe there'll be other games. Maybe they'll hone in on a couple of the launch titles a little more, because of the. Uh, we didn't see actually a lot that were guaranteed launch. Like a lot of them were sometime in 2021. The or... only thing that was really 2020 that I remember is Miles. Miles was there a couple of 2020. Yeah, there were a couple others. Oh, okay. Uh, I just remember like that. Miles but yeah, being we, holiday Just getting more defined dates would be nice on a lot of things yeah. instead of, you know, and obviously, look, a lot of these are early, still early in working process, and video games take a long time to make. And the mass production of them is stressful and hard for a lot of these people that work in the company because they're trying to meet deadlines on something that is hard to make deadlines, which is why uh, you now, almost every game, once it's done, but there's, they're sending out patches immediately because they, they've already found five or six bugs in it, even after the finish. Uh, right. And why a lot of times you'll download your game, get set up, and then immediately we'll have a, <laughs> oh, new download on it because they had stuff they needed to send in. Uh, to make sure it works. Um, the uh, the other thing that was really interesting about it uh, was that there's going to be two editions. One is right. one with a uh, 4K drive and one that's download in digital only. Yes. Which was interesting. I mean, I'm still of the, I want to own the media more. I do a lot of digital downloads, but I prefer I do prefer to own the media and have the the box and the the disc. My and family uses one console, so I prefer the disc. So that way, when eventually I go mm -hmm. away, I can still have the game. I mean, if if you separate it into your own account type of thing, create your yeah, own account. I don't it, do you, that with anything. Oh. Well, then it's literally I use one account for all of it. Like I'm like whatever, but just one. Yeah, if you had your own account. account and then log in onto that, then boom, it would be like whatever we, system. That's why when we play on uh, Animal Crossing together, it always comes up as Adam. Because I use my dad's account, like I could create my own account, but I don't. Fair, uh, but yeah, I I think overall, super pumped about it. Uh, oh, there are little nitpicks and little things that I I wanted. I mean, I, I, if they had just given a title that uh, just a car that said Final Fantasy 16 coming in 2027, I would have been a little kid. 
Sean, that's all Sean would have been talking about. I would have been like, Sean, you know nothing about this. And he'd be like, doesn't matter. I mean, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of other Final Fantasies I'd like to see. I obviously remake two. I'm still holding out a possibility of a 10-3. You know, there's lots <laughs> of different things that I'd love to see. Uh, but, you know, heck, whatever the new Kingdom Hearts game I want. I, I, you know, I don't think we're going to get Kingdom Hearts 4 for a little while. But if it follows any other Kingdom Hearts, there's going to be three or four middle games that are on tons of different consoles. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is what this one. The first Kingdom Hearts was PlayStation, PlayStation 2. The second one was Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Oh, no, sorry, the, the Chain of Memories Game, Game Boy Advance. Then it went to the PlayStation 2 again for Kingdom Hearts 2. Then the DS for 358 over 2. <laughs> then, um... I'm trying to think of the game. Uh, then, I, was Birthday Sleep next? I can't remember Birthday Sleep or Cell Phone Game was next. <laughs> no, co yeah, Coded was next. And that's on a Japanese cell phone, never came to America. <laughs> then you got Birth by Sleep on the PSP. Then you got... Uh, Dream Drop Distance on the 3DS. <laughs> and then you got 2.8 on the PlayStation 4, which had Dream Drop Distance on it, but also the, the Birth by Sleep 2.8 Fragmented Past, which is a very short game, but fun. You play as Aqua. Best girl. Um, and obviously there's the cell phone game, and they've already announced a new cell phone game that's coming, and I'm like... Another cell phone game with Kingdom Hearts that I have to play. I don't, <laughs> He's like, I, if I have to, Sean, you don't have so to. There's so much story you miss if out. I I'm trying to. to get catch up on the story from the last cell phone game because so much is in Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm like, I don't fully understand that. Why I did know you that put this... so much story in a cell phone Because Nomura like... is crazy <laughs> in the best way, but he is full-blown crazy. And I want to talk about Final Fantasy Remake because it's Nomura crazy. <laughs> but I don't want to spoil things. Yeah, so. please don't. <laughs> Because he's crazy, that's why. Okay. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to give this exposition and this really important flat past stuff, and I'm going to dump it on a cell phone game. I'm still holding Fair out, because what they've done is with the, the packages that have come, the, the one, what was 1.5 and 2.5 Kingdom Hearts, which had, and then 2.8, had different games on them. Like, 1.5 had Kingdom Hearts, it had um, uh, Rechain of Memories, which was a port and updated version of Chain of Memories, which is on Game Boy Advance, and then... Uh, movie that took 358 over 2, which is a really bad game. A really bad Nintendo DS game. That they were like, you know what? This game's so bad that we can sum it up into a two and a half hour movie. And you don't miss anything. Unfair. Uh, and then on 2.5, they had the same sort of thing. They had Coded, which was the cell phone game, into a movie. And then on 2.8, they took Back Cover, which is... There's a cell phone game right now out that's... Uh, it's okay. I don't care for it that much, but I'm playing it to get some of the story. But there was one that only aired in Japan that came first, and they took that and they made it into like an hour movie. But that was also their first try in the Unreal Engine and tried in how they made everything look, and it looks pretty good. And their first try on that. Uh, so I'm hoping that maybe either they, whenever they release some other stuff, they maybe either port over the cell phone game and make it a game you can play on one of the systems, or just make it into a movie so I can get all the points, please. <laughs> Fair. Because apparently there's a main character that are the, in the cell phone game that did apparently appear in Kingdom Hearts 3 and I did not know it. And I'm like... <laughs> anyway, go, there's my tangent on Kingdom Hearts and trying to keep up with it and the logic sometimes. So yeah, anyone that played Kingdom Hearts 1 and then went straight to Kingdom Hearts 2 is very confused because <laughs> it's very... Because a lot... Nothing really happens, but a lot happens in between. So Kingdom Hearts 1 ends Sora's Trapped in the Realm of Darkness with... 
uh, and he's, it ends with him's going to go find, uh, he's looking for the king, they see Pluto at the end, and they run off to chase him. Then they end up in a game, uh, and then they end up in Kingdom Hearts 2 opens up with a character named Roxas, and you play the first two-ish hours as Roxas. Sora's nowhere to be heard, seen or heard of. And when he, you, you get him and he comes out of a pod, you don't understand it because that all happened in Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. <laughs> also, a lot of it happened in 358 over 2, but that didn't come out until after Kingdom Hearts 2, so... <laughs> Fair enough. So Sean's ready for the next Kingdom Hearts games. He just doesn't want it to be on a cell phone. Exactly. I'm, I'm okay. excited for the possibility of a Switch game. Uh, and heck, if they, there's rumors that they, Nomura might be bringing out another World Ends With You game, and... That's a game I think we should play, because that's a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, and the World Ends With You characters have appeared in Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. They've also, uh, the end of Kingdom Hearts 3, sorry, spoiler alert, you see potentially something that has to tie up the World Ends With You. Hmm. So, Kingdom Hearts is a good game. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, I would have liked, obviously, some more announcements of things like that. But I know there, there, things are coming. I know that we're going to hear more... Uh, and obviously with how unbelievably incredible Final Fantasy VII Remake sold and continues to sell and how they're trying to figure out how to, how to continue the sales, uh, I, I wonder if we'll be getting some form of DLC on it. Uh, Final Fantasy XV has so much DLC. Like, it, they've just been funneling out DLC for that game. That's why I've got... I like, hope not. DLCs like, annoy me. Like, just give me all the content at once. I don't want but, others afterwards. But, that, but here's the thing. That's, the problem with it is... It's, then it's you're never going to get the game. No, it's not a money grab. Yes, some of them are paid DLCs, but things like that. But they're oh well, as long as they're not like I, if, if they're not like um like if they're just ones you can like download afterwards. They're like adding on to the story or whatever, and like they're just adding on. That's fine. But when they're just paid like money grabs, I don't want. Oh well, I'm not. I'm not you're talking just about putting like, it out to get more money. Yeah, just give me I'm not talking game. about. I'm not talking about that. But yeah, like, okay. people still putting effort into the game. And yeah, like that, that. And that's fine. And, and stories and fun little missions and things like that. I'm just talking about on. people that just, like, put them out. Like, this happens less with, like, storyline games and more with, like, first-person shooters. Yeah. They're well, just putting out DLCs just to get more money. Like, I don't want just... You're talking I, about, I you're talking about loot boxes more than DLC. Yeah. DLC, what I consider DLC, and I understand anything can be because it's downloadable content, but anything DLC that I consider by is an addition to... An actual addition to the game. Yes. Is a, and a, and a I just trash talked like, the ones you have to pay for, but uh, the Spider-Man DLCs, yeah. I didn't have to pay for them because I got the yeah, I got I, the, the game, game with the the, with all the DLCs like, on it. I, uh, it was bought specifically so that I didn't have to pay for DLCs afterwards. But I would have because they're added on to the games and they're and usually, fun. And usually the added on ones, that's just a way they repackage it and it's a little more expensive and you're yeah. going to get the money because yes. the game has gone down. So yeah, I have yeah. the Game of the Year edition for Spider-Man, so I have all the DLCs. I also, yeah. Final Fantasy XV, I made sure I got all the DLC, the one with all the DLCs because there's like 10 of them. Yeah. And... and the why I love DLC is it means a game, the company is not just moved on. They're still working on it and trying to make the game the best and give you, if you enjoyed a game, to give you the best uh, quality and things like that. So, Yay. I, I, I like DLC a lot, especially what it adds on. Yes, there's pe there's things like fighting games are the worst. It's like, hey, <sighs> we added a character here. Now Pay spend five dollars, yeah. and I'm like, give us like I'm going to for two more characters. Usually um, it's not that much, but yeah, it's usually five. But like, I like the way that Smash Bros has done it. They've done it in season passes. Is if you just buy the pass, which I think it's nine ninety nine, you get all six characters for that year that they're going to release and things like that. And then the next year, and that's a cool way to do it for a fighting game. Is cool. I'm adding on characters and things like that. And a game like that with how many characters are going to be in it and things like that, obviously you can't get that all at launch. Otherwise, you're not going to get the game. And that's the thing that DLC is great is a lot of the games, it's like, so they can get you the games 
You know, we've you never play played it. that. We need to play that sometime. We Smash should at Bros. some point. Oh, um, you'll probably kick my ass, but it'll be fun as heck. That's fair. We should we'll find a time to do a Smash Bros. Uh, I Let's think the Bros. final... Smash Bros. The f- what? Let's Bros. Smash Bros. Let's Bros. Smash Bros. Uh, I think the final quick topic on all this is uh, that we have here is... We there's like a, there's games. A, there's a game coming out next <laughs> okay. week. Okay. Oh, next uh, week. And, it, <clears throat> and its <laughs> reviews have come out. And I think we'll talk about it more as we've played it, things like that. But I want to get your interesting take on it. As the reviews come out, it's The Last of Us 2. I've been avoiding all content because, like, a a month or two ago, someone released, uh, like, they leaked entire mm -hmm. videos of gameplay Mm -hmm. onto the internet. So I avoid all Last of Us 2 content. Naughty Dog will post things, and occasionally I'll look at their Twitter to see what's happening and what they're saying. But otherwise, I avoid all. So not not no no spoilers here. No spoilers here. Okay. uh, In this, but the reviews are very good. I'll say that. But here's the interesting dynamic that's come into it. The reviews all almost unanimously say the same thing. This game is not fun. It makes you think. It is brutal. What? Yeah. I'm not gonna have fun while playing Last of Us. Is the only game I would play, only video game I would play for like a good couple of years there. And they're telling me I'm not gonna have fun playing the sequel. I, don't I mean, I've not that. not very much of Last of Us has been fun. Like this game, is the it, first one is brutal. Oh, and it's in, <laughs> like it, it, they, they, that's the fun part. There are there are <laughs> I, I did there see. are things you have to kill potentially that you I, may not want to kill. I saw a review. Someone was talking about Ellie's character. And then someone I followed just, like, screenshotted and cropped in just this one part of the review. And it cracked me up. And they were talking about Ellie. And they were like, obviously, lesbians exist like this in real life. Uh, the white teenage lesbians writing shitty poetry in their books and wearing Reeboks. And, like, I was 12 lesbians that I followed were like, oh, this is me. And I was, so that cracked me up. And that was just, like, a review of Ellie's character. And I was like, okay. I think the thing that will be interesting in the balance, and obviously, I said, I've enjoyed our Last of Us playthrough. I wouldn't call it a fun game, honestly. Like, okay. watching a lot of it, I said, but I, they've taken that to the absolute extreme in this game. Like, okay. Like, I'm nervous. This now. game is a brutal. Oh, I'm sure it's. Uh, yeah, like, like, just from the. Yeah. I've only. I haven't watched a lot of videos. I watched the first one they put out, like, a year ago at E3. I watched that one, and I think I've watched part of a different video mm-hmm. that they've released since then. Generally, I'm trying to avoid all content. Like, I don't want to know. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's man said the new stuff. It's just brutal and that thing. Like and there's there's talks about killing, having to kill animals at certain points to save things like that. There's there's so my point. In all this is not to trash oh, Last of Us Two. Right. It's I, super I, gory I, from so, the videos yeah. I've seen. Yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna, super. That they, they they said again. They set like, out to make a game to make you think and brutally and go uh, through it. And, take all the scenes you see of like Joel just crushing people's head against walls and floors and like stepping on zombies' heads and stomping them till they burst. It's like that, but more brutal. They are. You are going to have to go through a tortured soul that is Ellie. I'm excited. <laughs> that you're going to get brutalized and tortured a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's dark. Very, very dark. So this I mean, this, she grew up. She was born in uh, the wrong. It's a dark her, world. It's yeah. A, like, but, you expect her. She is going to have a lot of emotional turmoil. Like, I expect. I don't expect her to be happy-go-lucky. Like, she's kind of oh, yeah. happy-go-lucky. She's sassy as in the first game but she's still kind of happy-go-lucky but like she grew up in this world mm-hmm. she was born in the apocalypse she watches the first girl she had a crush on die spoiler for before the storm which is the prequel if you haven't played that um 
Schoenhausen. I'm so sorry. Spoilers. More importantly, <laughs> we began this podcast with Christina talking about, I want more happiness in my media. <laughs> then we end it with this depressing, <laughs> sad thing. She's like, it's awesome. Listen, I want more happy media, but I am also the queen of angst. Sean has read my writing. I am good at angst. It is what I do. Like, so you know, I just got an angsty soul. You finish this off. It'll be interesting to see what your opinion of Last of Us 2 will be. Because, as I said, I, I've enjoyed our playthrough of Last of Us. I'm enjoying while going through and things like that. Never would I sit down and say, hey, this is a fun game. Like, this game <laughs> is just... playing it. That's... Okay, fair. Like <laughs> also, I said, it, it, it's one of those that, you know... And one of the things that I've seen, the only complaints I've seen about Last of Us 2 consistently, and I've, I've felt this while watching Last of Us play, is it's not an impressive gameplay. It's just, it's all about the story. Like, the yeah, gameplay, it's, it's, it, they aren't pushing anything on no. the gameplay. It's kind of, you know, it's what you're getting. Which, again, which, yeah, it's this, fine. There's nothing wrong with that's that. That's the not, reason I play Last of Us, yeah. is the story. And so, uh, it'll be interesting to see what reviews of Last of Us 2 we get when going through that in the next few weeks. But, uh, yeah. A lot of good stuff on the horizon, uh, whether it's new stuff here coming soon or, you know, PS5 or beyond what we have. So we're pretty excited here. We'll get you as much content as we can as we try to play everything. (laughs) We're doing a real bad job of that, but we're trying. Um, We're working on it. But, yeah. So where can they find you, Christina? You can find me at OKOrWhatever on Twitter.com. And you can find Sean. Darkshawn6311 on Twitter.com. Send your feet pics to Christina. Do not. Um, we encourage you to come into our DMs, either our individual ones, or you can go into the Lesbros Twitter account. It's called Lesbros Gaming, right? Yes. Yeah, Lesbros Gaming Twitter account. If you do that, you'll get either Sean or I, depending on who sees it first. Uh, we can't guarantee that. Um, so it'll be a toss-up of who you get. If you want to play a weird game of Russian roulette with creators, go into our shared Twitter and be like, yo. Um... Do not talk to us about spoilers of Last of Us 2. If you come into my DMs and talk to me about spoilers because there are trolls on the internet and the fact that I said I've been avoiding them so harshly, I feel like someone's going to come in and say that. If you come into my Twitter and talk to me about spoilers for The Last of Us 2, we are going to have issues. You have five days, Christina. Still. I'm slow to get through games, and i got to work. Like I'm probably not going to play it as fast as everybody else because i got to work. I'm going to have to blacklist tags on every media to avoid spoilers. I have seen some spoilers. Nothing I've seen I would consider a major spoiler. I don't want to know, though. That's fair. Whatever. (laughs) Also, check out our YouTube channel, Lesbros Gaming. Uh, We've got a bunch of reactions up from uh, the PlayStation PlayStation, uh, event. A bunch of reactions to the trailers. They're pretty funny. Uh, They're all short. They're pretty cool. Uh, we're still continuing through Final Fantasy. We finished Chapter 4 of Life is Strange on it, so we'll be moving into the final chapter this week. Yeah, uh, watch Sean's reactions. A lot of anger. <laughs> no. A lot of anger. Um, <laughs> so check those out. We'll get more, hopefully, of Uncharted and Last of Us up, and we'll be back streaming, hopefully, sometime this week for our stuff. So uh, you all have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Don't forget to be good. Thank you.